Well, hello, universe. It is the 11th of March at 5.03. Is that right? 5.03, sorry for the clank clank. 5.04 now, just turned. So, why am I back recording so soon when I like to take four-week breaks? That's a good question. And I forgot to do my pregame warm-up, and I was going to do that this time, so pause. Okay, I'm not really sure what my pregame checklist is anymore. I can't find it. So, I'm working on it, but I'll be back. Okay, well, I came up with... Oh! Oh, pregame? Yeah. Oh, well, I came up with six. Blow my nose, use the restroom, check for ambient noises, uh, get a beverage, uh, make sure the phone's charged and placed correctly, smoke a little weed... Um, and number six, unfortunately, will be only, uh, uh, it'll be a five, well, it'll not include weed for 31 days, starting tomorrow, or any other, uh, mind-altering substance. We're going to go with Silver John. We're going to get back to Silver John dreams. At least, we're going to try. Okay. So, I should talk about things you have to put up with if you're going to listen to this. And there were a few of these. Um, things... You have to endure to listen to me pure. Okay, number one is swearing. I swear a lot. I don't mean to swear a lot. I swear when I mean to. Um, So I guess that was circular logic or um, nonsense at its best. But I swear a lot. I find the idea that we have words that are bad ludicrous. So I don't consider swearing swearing. I just consider it the most colorful words we have. And I like to use colorful words. Number two, that doesn't mean I use all words. There are words I don't use. There are probably about a hundred of them. And um, the N word and the C word are two very good examples of words you will not hear me say. But you will not hear me say many C words and a few other N words and a whole bunch of other words. Because I find language powerful. And I don't think it's my place to... Um, to reinforce the use of terms that were uh, designed to make others feel bad, especially about themselves. So when I learn that I'm doing that, I try to eradicate it from my language because I am imprinted with all kinds of better-than-you thinking. So you may have to endure some better-than-you thinking, some better-than-you statements, some better-than-you attitude. It's Part of being a white American male is thinking you're better than a lot of other stuff. That is all wrong, but don't think that that residue doesn't drip off me still. So you'll have to put up with some better than me. <laughs> well, I mean, you're better than me. Well, we're all the same. But the point is, when you hear me saying things that make me sound inflated, I regret it in real time and oftentimes catch myself. All right. Um... So, you might uh, have to excuse some bodily functions. Yeah, this is getting better. Way better. But it's still there. I I admit. And I'm a a little appalled by it myself. So, working on it. Working on it. Pause. Um, I kind of forgot where I was on my list. And I finished my list. But I don't... I think I stopped it better than you. Because I don't remember saying bodily functions might be heard. Uh, The burps are from uh, all that fine watermelon Sandia soda. Kroger provides me. No, they don't provide it. I buy it over there. But So, I mean, really all they do is get it on a shelf and allow me to pay for it because they're such gentle people. But 
I can't remember what number two is because I didn't write it down. I know I started with swear a lot. Then I said something. Then I said better than you. Bodily functions. Number five is no inhibitions. I got none. I don't want to prove it right now, but I could. Um, I will talk six a lot about drugs. I'll even use them. Um, on a recording, which I suppose probably means I can't be on YouTube. But um, I don't care. I'm, I'm not really... Oh, hey. Oh, well, I'm going to make up a number two. Maybe I didn't say a number two. I'll go back to this one. Not for you. Okay, so <clears throat> if I'm doing drugs, like, for instance, lighting a butane torch to get this titanium nail all fiery hot so I can do some of this capture or recaptured shatter in my assembly that gets me really wonky high, well, then you just have to put over it. And I really don't do this a lot, but sometimes my conversations will get me to a point where I fucking need a bong hit. And if it does, sometimes I do it while I'm talking to you. I try to not get into those situations, but if you're going to go listen to any of the old stuff, you're certainly going to hear this a lot more than you do in the new stuff. And in the go forward stuff, while I won't have much of this, I guarantee there will be some of this, especially when Christian's over, but... <clears throat> This is just my version of going to get another cup of coffee. If coffee were actually awesome. But there's no judgment from me. I don't judge people. I have no judgmental sentiment in my body. Of course, I evaluate. <coughs> I do come to conclusions about things. I do have opinions. I do have logical trains of thought <coughs> that <coughs> might, <coughs> might lead to quantifications, but no judgment. I don't want to live in a world that has judgment. I want to live in a world that has way to go, man. Um, and so... The extended part of number two is that I do this with no judgment because it's not for you. Or it's not for anybody, really. It's mostly just to help me coordinate where I'm at. And it does a very good job of that. So that's never going to change. But my animals are going to change, unfortunately. I have a dying cat and a dying dog. They are on the podcast now and again. The dog likes to snore through them. The cat likes to run through them. Um, I will be sad when both of them go, and that won't be long. But my animals are another part of the podcast that is here and should be here going forward because I'll never live without a dog. Uh, you'll have to live with some poor audio. Less than I used to. I'm learning. I'm getting better. But definitely there's some poor audio. Um, alright. I can lose my train of thought and never get back to a point I was trying to make. I'll hear it sometimes in re-listening. And I'm always disappointed in myself when I do that, but it's always because I'm tangenting, tangential. <clears throat> I've discovered a tangent of consequence that inevitably probably answers the first conundrum most of the time anyhow. But my talking rhythm is circuitous. I am all over the fucking place. I will jump from one thought to an irrelevant thought to a different thought to a back thought 
to a thought I had five thoughts ago, thinking I've just discovered that thought. And yeah, that's fucking awful. But by doing that, this sort of free-range stream of consciousness diatribe of palaver that nobody really listens to, well, what do you care? I'm just here to sort shit out. And when I re-listen to stuff and I find myself forgetting something that was of value, well, I try to write that down and then get back to it later, but sometimes I don't write it down and I still get back to it. But if I don't write it down, the chances of getting back to it are slim. So I try to write it down, but even if I write it down, it doesn't mean I'm going to get back to it. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes I think, hey, there's that thing I wrote down. I don't even know why I wrote that down now. That's just dumb. But usually when I write something down, it has value. Which is why I have these lists, like number 10 here. I cry a lot. And I have been weepy in March and February, honestly. Maybe that's part of why I didn't want to record, because I've been crying a lot. I'll get into this, because I've had some weird cries that I can't associate with my own state of emotional being. Talk about weird disconnects. And yeah, saying weird disconnects at the 9-11 mark of my recordings is part of my signature, so get used to it. I'm kidding, I don't fucking do that. But I might start, but I won't. And that's because that's about as challenging a conundrum as I want to get myself into, because otherwise I might get down that field of irony where I have called something ironic that wasn't. Oh, it still kills me, I can't believe I did that. But I have proven to myself that I can misuse... The concept of irony, and the world has proven to me that it can misuse the concept of irony, so I'm now on equal footing with the world. But if that's the kind of thing that could disappoint you, I understand, believe me, uh, and I'm just here to admit that it could happen. And if it does happen, and that's the reason you break up with me, I would totally understand that too, so I'm really trying not to make that happen. Not that I'm trying to be perfect for you. But we can both respect the fact that if you're going to use the word ironic, use it fucking correctly. Right? So there's 11 things you might have to endure to listen to me. Maybe 12 or 13 if I was really looking back, but I don't look back, I look forward. And I guess that's sort of a fair transition into what I was going to detail to today, tonight, whatever. What time is it now? Okay, it's 5.31. On 3.11 of the year 2023, or so they say, that's just dumb. I mean, it implies that we've only been around for 2,000 years. It's just dumb. I don't even know why we do it that way. But, and don't give me that Christ birth and shit. That, that's even dumber. But, um, okay. Knowing you're being misinterpreted. And how much of that are you throwing out there saying, well, if it gets misinterpreted, it ain't my fault. Yeah, how much of that are you throwing out there? Because I feel like I was knowingly throwing some of that out there for the last couple of weeks. In a way that, honestly, I don't know that I'm not okay with. In other words, I kind of knew I was doing it at the time. Hmm. I can't explain this without getting into details that are going to be personally revealing to parties that don't belong, being revealed personally. So how do I how do I mock this up into the pig, the chicken, and the spider? No, that sounds a little too Charlotte 
It's webby. That might be copyright infringement. So, <clears throat> knowing you're being misinterpreted. Okay. Once you realize you're being misinterpreted, correct it immediately, right? I mean, once there's a hint that somebody didn't get what you meant it to mean, then you have to make sure that that meaning is then conveyed in a way that it is conveyed that the meaning is correct with them. Or as much as we can do that in this meat sack suit that we're all not able to read each other's minds as it is. So language is clumsy. It's going to create misinterpretation. And so as a speaker of language and as a receiver of language, it is up to you to think misinterpretation is inherent in the process, thus look for opportunities to be clear. And when clarity is not being conveyed, ask for clarity. And when clarity is certainly not being received, demand more explanation to get to a clearer point. We want to know what we are saying is being received as what is being hurt. And if I could just touch my pinky finger to your pinky finger and know exactly what you were thinking, that'd be different and we wouldn't have to go through all this. But because we use these mouths to speak these words and these subtle gestures, well, be clear with what you are explaining to other people so that they can understand what you said with clarity. And it is on you to ensure that has been conveyed. Or is it? What about times when you want to leave something open to further interpretation? Perhaps you are uh, leading somebody into a new level of emotional uh, arena. Or perhaps you are downscaling them into a new emotional territory that is not so committable. Or perhaps you are leading someone to a decision that is communally advantageous, but individually somewhat neutral, and thus, in their situation, may not even get considered as something that has value going this way for the group. How is it that you might get misinterpreted? Any of those signals could be read wrong. Anything you say can be read wrong. Anything that I hear, I might hear in a way that is unintended by the speaker, but interpreted by me as being the intended thought because that's how I would have intended it had I spoken it, without taking into account the context in which they're speaking and the intended meaning given the, their positions and their certain arguments that are associated. It's a lot of fucking work, right? It's a lot of fucking work. So what I've been trying to do is just say what I mean all the time. I don't have double entendre. I don't have secondary motive. I don't have third motive. I don't even have sec... Well, if it goes this way, we'll do this. And if it goes that way, we'll do this. No. I will literally walk in and say, hey, here's the situation. And you're probably thinking it could go this or this way. Well, if it goes that way, here's what I say. If it goes that way, here's what I say. Now, what do you say? Because now I'm in territory where I don't know what's going to happen. And so my listening skills go into immediate effect. As I now have presented everything that I am confused about, or everything that I think needs to be interpreted correctly, and want to hear that I have been received, and am going to get that feedback as necessary. And this is easy to do for me in almost every arena, except coupling. Or what? Girls. Women. Ladies. Prima donnas. Les belles de la ball. Um... I'm I'm comfortable with what my emotional states are. I identify them easily. I know what they are, 
and I feel them with the sort of intensity that makes me know how powerful a force of energy they can be. But the vulnerability that comes with the exposure I allow emotionally is terrifying. I hate it. And having been <laughs> trampled on almost every time my whole life, I just stopped playing. The hurt's too much. The joys are awesome. And the in-betweens, rare as they were, always felt some level of comforting as well. But the hurts are devastating. They're the kind of fall-on-your-face pain that makes your life somehow lose stability. You just, you can't get past how much hurt you're suffering over things that really are almost entirely internal. Your whole thought structure is messed up. Your heart hurts. The bang of your blood in your veins feels threatening. You're ill. You're the very definition of incapacitated by emotional states of frenzy. You just, you can't get out of it. And it's, it's, it's more than I, I, I can manage still. But finally, I'm able to stabilize myself at a level at which I can, I can wall off the emotional territory and retain all the rest of the day-to-day -day territory. It doesn't have to become something of, um, okay, what am I talking about? If, if you're in a situation where you start to have uh, a friendship with someone and then decide, do I want this to be more? And then in investigating that, come to the realization that you don't. If that's the arc I've been on with other, other people, I've handled it poorly. In fact, guaranteed that's going to devastate everything and will sooner or later just be lucky to nine months from now be able to say hi. And I'm speaking from my position, but I'll probably create so much chaos around the circumstance that it'll end up being your position too. And <clears throat> none of that is in play now. And I've never been tested like this. And I came through a situation of, of emotional volatility, which is the worst of all. Able to always center myself and find the reasonable ground necessary to proceed with grace in a circumstance I've never even been slightly inclined toward those motivations. It was another obvious sign of how different I am and how removed from old versions of myself I've become. 
I didn't know that I was so far askew that I'd lost touch with how to retain the inner peace of me for my own tranquility and happiness. I was never even truly happy on the extremity runs that sent me into showers of bliss because I was always in some level of self-loathing as it was occurring. Loving oneself makes secondary rewards almost feel tranquil or trivial. I mean, that's not fair because it's not trivial. But there's no rock of one way or the other at all because you're already swept up in your own blanket of self-love. Well, that's sort of what the whole month of February and into March showed me. Self-love fixes everything that you have to face. There's nothing you can't conquer if you love yourself. So what's the point of all this? Why am I doing this? Part of it is because I know too many people in the world that I think are awesome who are not filled with self-love. And I'm, you know, pretty mediocre, and I'm filled with it. So what's that about? Yeah, what's that about? So I'm here to teach. No, I'm not here to teach. I'm here to um, present the method of elevation I took from throwing myself parties of self-pity to being completely consumed in self-love. I don't know if I have this all worked out, but I took that journey. So if anyone is thinking that their journey could use a little tune-up. Well, maybe my story is the kind of um, data set point that you're missing. And I only speak for myself. I don't know why this all happened to me. I don't know what's going on with me right now. It's insane. The amount of information that I gather in states of mind that I'm not participating in. <laughs> uh, there's just some mystical shit going on. And I'm not any longer trying to deny it. Um, but it's made me, obviously, rethink everything I thought I knew. I thought I was ready to solve the questions of the universe because I thought I was smart enough to find the answers. And then failing miserably in that pursuit, giving up on my purpose as too anarchist, too nihilistic, too... I don't give a fuck anymore to care. Well, say what you will, but I started seeing things happening around me that I could trace back directly to me that were influencing my circumstance for the better in ways I'd always kind of hoped I would be able to do. And here it was happening, and I wasn't sure that it was me who had caused it. But then as I noticed the effects and started to see what was the cause of the behaviors, it was me. It was this new me. This version of me that I'd never been before. And 
I've been recognizing the value of that new me ever since. To the point now where I'm ready to say, there's nothing I'm not capable of fixing. Even what we've done to fuck up this planet. We are in a state of existence I didn't believe conceivable, let alone manageable, let alone executable, let alone mired in for my entire lifetime. The challenge here is immense. The work to be done is some of the hardest work to conceive because there is no answer. There's just a, well, let's see what happens when we put our faces into it and hit it head on. Can we crack that which is broken to assemble that which could be great? If we were all willing to just say, we can do a little better, each one of us, a little better. Make the world a little better, all of us. And what do we do about all the chicanery that's going on currently? Well, it's my opinion that we all come clean in a moment of reckoning that is, I'm sure, tougher than even I know it's going to be. But that is our opportunity civilizationally to forgive and move on with love, kindness, and understanding that we're all going to do better. There's too much punishment. There's too much pain. There's too much revenge. There's too much caught up in they need theirs because I got mine. And I'm talking about hurt. Don't think that way. The entire cycle of energy has led to the hurt that exists now. And the easiest way to say no more is to just stop and move forward without it. It's amazing how much of what we can change depends on us just deciding to change it and moving forward changing it. Your life goes that way. Our neighborhoods go that way. Our communities go that way. Our cities go that way. The entire civilization goes that way. The entire universe goes that way. So all of this American exceptionalism, this standing up to the face of adversity by myself, it's all bullshit. We're here as a cooperative. Humanity is a collective. Humanity ascends collectively. It fractures and dissolves individually. The power of the individual is horseshit. Every one of us needs to do our best, but every one of us needs to be part of the team support that rises everything up around us. As we do that, we lift too. None of that is happening now. So, we're going to get a little bit of fire going on those concepts, but not in this recording, because how far into this am I already? 27 minutes. That's enough today. That means today's already over an hour, and <clears throat> nobody should be listening to me for an hour. <laughs>